Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 60 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. I celebrate you today for two months of studying the word. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for doing a work in our hearts and minds that never ceases. Thank you for bringing us up higher with every new perspective we gain and new lesson we learn. Help us learn today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 16. This chapter starts out with Jesus telling another story, a story about a man who managed another man's estate. He wasn't actually managing it well and was squandering away his time in the rich man's money. So he was fired, which caused him to get into action. He started calling in all the debts owed to his boss, but made deals with each one of the debtors so he would find favor in their sight. And potentially, they might offer him a position when he was put completely out of his current one. The owner actually thought this man did well for himself by acting prudently as to find favor with them. Verse 9 has always been confusing to me when Jesus says, And I tell you, Make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous mammon, deceitful riches, money, possessions, so that when it fails, they, those you have favored, may receive and welcome you into the everlasting habitations, dwellings. Let's see if we can make sense of this verse. I don't believe Jesus means we should act unrighteous to obtain money as the man in our story did. I have read some commentaries that lend this passage to a different meaning. Unbelievers tend to know more about securing worldly possessions in unscrupulous ways better than believers trying to secure the kingdom of heaven things in righteous ways. So we should learn more and better ways to live Christ-like lives and then help others with both our wealth and spiritual gifts for the kingdom. Then those we have helped will be the ones to welcome us into heaven when it is our turn, though. Jesus then talks about being faithful in the little things because it results in faithfulness in the bigger things. Just as a child begins to be independent at a young age, they will grow into more independence and finally be able to live on their own. God will give us bigger tasks as we grow in him. Jesus also ends this passage with no servant is able to serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will stand by and be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, riches, or anything in which you trust on and rely in. As we have seen in the Old Testament, the Israelites tried to take care of themselves by making a golden statue to worship. You see, God made us want to worship. But if we worship the wrong things because we are momentarily discouraged and feel distant from the Lord, then God becomes secondary to whatever we put in his place. Let us draw closer to God and allow him to strip our idols away from us so that we can truly honor him instead of the world or anything in it. Let's see what Paul writes to the Corinthians in this final chapter of 1 Corinthians 16. He writes about the next time he will come to see them, and he sends his farewells to them. He advises them of his travel plans and then instructs them about how to treat other leaders he sent, such as Timothy and Apollos. Verse 13 and 14 are highlighted in my Bible as he instructs them to stay alert and remain firm in their faith. He told them to act like men and be courageous and grow in strength. Then he turns to his original message of love in this verse. Let everything you do be done in love, true love to God and man, as inspired by God's love for us. Let us remember to do all things we do in love as well. And if someone seems too hard to love, let us remember 
how God has loved us, even when we didn't deserve it. As we walk more closely with him, the Lord changes us and molds us into a better version of ourselves, which mirrors more of him. The closer we walk, the more we mirror God's image. Others may not walk so closely, but we can love them with the love Christ has for them. In Numbers chapter 3, God gives instructions about the tribe of Levi. In verse 10, God said, And you shall appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall observe and attend to their priest's office, but exclude anyone daring to assume priestly duties or privileges who is not of the house of Aaron and called of God, who comes near the holy things shall be put to death. Again, God knew every single person, what tribe they belonged to and what their role was, and he didn't make exceptions. I'm sure there were people who looked on the priestly tribe and wished they could be a part of it without malice, without envy. They just wanted to serve the Lord. But God called and equipped everyone for specific duties and tasks. And his plan will always be the perfect plan, even for us today. So let us take pleasure in the role God has called each of us into, in his kingdom, and do everything we do unto him. Then the Lord instructed Moses to count all the sons of Levi, every male from a month old and up. Everyone was counted, and then duties were assigned to various families. Each family was to camp on a certain side of the tabernacle, just as God assigned the 12 tribes to encamp facing certain sides. Moses and Aaron were to camp on the east side, where the sun rose. There were 22,000 Levites counted. Again, imagine keeping track of and organizing this many people to take care of. The Lord knew each one and had a plan for each person. Moses was also to count all the firstborn males of the entire population of Israelites. Remember, God previously had said the firstborn males were considered his. There were 22,273 of them. They outnumbered the Levites by 273. God replaced the firstborn with the Levites, but because they were promised to him, kind of like the vows we have previously read about, God called for a monetary sum from the excess 273 people to be paid as a ransom to redeem them. They were to pay five shekels for each of the 273 people to Aaron and his sons. Again, we see God in the details. Numbers chapter four includes the instructions for the sons of Aaron. They each had specific duties assigned to them and their families. The Kohathites were Levites, but not priests. So they could not touch the most holy things, but they were assigned to carry them once they were properly stowed. If they touched the holy things, they would die. They were also not allowed in the Holy of Holies. Eliezer was assigned to the oil for the light, the incense, the cereal offering, and the anointing oil. The Gershon family was assigned to the burden of carrying the curtains of the tabernacle and other coverings in the tent of meeting. The Marari family was assigned the frames of the tabernacle, bars, pillars, bases, and etc. Again, God was very specific about each of the duties and who was to do what. There were severe consequences if these duties were carried out incorrectly. We see God in the details once again. He also shows his love for his people in the orderliness in which he requires all these things to be done, ensuring the safety of all the people. Psalm 60 was David's record of wars with the Armenians. He writes about them being scattered and asks God to restore them to himself. They had suffered his people, but God was making a way for their deliverance. And again, in David's belief in God, he writes, God has spoken in his holiness, in his promises. I will rejoice. I will divide and portion out the land Shechem and the valley of Succoth, west to the east. David trusted in and relied on God's promises. In the last verse, he writes, through God, we shall do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our adversaries. Yes, 
God was David's deliverer, and he is ours as well. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for being the God we can count on. Thank you for showing us more of you today. Help us lean into you for all we need, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.